What up, peeps? I am Dan Casper, and this is another episode of the world-famous Man Cave Football Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Hey, appreciate you tuning in to this latest episode, and if you're, if this is your first time, welcome. Where have you been? It's been a while. If it's not, if you're a regular, regular listener, appreciate you. But uh, hey, quick, uh, quick reminder, if you're not subscribing to the podcast, do yourself a favor and subscribe to it. That way you get the episode right away. I know I've been uh, kind of slacking and and uh, kind of getting late and uploading these and, and all that sort of stuff. Promise it will get better after I kind of get into the groove of some new uh, scheduling stuff and, and all that. But excuses, excuses, right? Anyway, subscribe uh, to the podcast so you never miss an episode or you get it right away. We're available all over the place. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, you name it, we're there. Rate it. Give it a good rating so other football peeps can find the podcast too, Okay or just spread it out on social media and all that sort of stuff. So, But, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. Uh, we've got a, got a couple of uh, quick hitters uh, to get to. We'll hear from Big Steve from Cool Facts, as usual, what the, the hell's on his mind uh, this time, and then, uh, you know, wrapping things up with, with a little hard count. I might be on a little bit of a soapbox. Got to be honest with you. I might be on a little bit of a soapbox. Uh, with this episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast, but it is what it is. So let's let's get her going. Let's get it going right now with uh, with a couple of quick hitters. We're about halfway through the NFL season, right? Some teams got nine games in, some teams got eight games in, and. And I gotta be honest with y'all, I don't know who the hell the best team is right now. You know, it, it's easy for a lot of people to put the Steelers at number one, and and a lot of power rankings, if not all, have the Steelers at number one right now. And you know, it could be. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to diminish the Steelers by any means. They're, they're a good football team, but it's easy to kind of put them at number one, considering the fact that, well, they're undefeated, right? They're undefeated, so uh, a lot of people would probably pick the Steelers. you got the Chiefs on there as well, and then you look at the NFC, and you've got three teams there with two losses, the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Packers, and then the Buccaneers just getting shelled by the Saints uh, the uh, this, this past week. So, you know, the, the thing is, with all these top-tier teams that we have out there, I just don't feel like there's this dominant team. Like, there's this, like, this, this... You know, you know for sure they are the best team. Because I feel like some of these teams, the, these top teams, have a weakness about them that other good teams can potentially exploit. Now, I know that like the Steelers, they've got quality wins against, you know, at that at, at that point of the season was a, was a win over the Titans when both were undefeated. Uh, they got a win over Baltimore, uh, barely squeaking it out against the Cowboys this past week. You know, the Chiefs, maybe some question marks surrounding their defense. Packers, same thing. Seattle's got the worst defense. Uh, Saints, off to a slow start. They may be kind of, you know, starting to kick it into gear here. Buccaneers maybe looked like uh, the most dangerous team, but they just laid a big stinker last week. Maybe they got kind of got caught up in their hype there a little bit. But um, I just think at, at, at this point, I don't know if, at least for me, I can't really get a good gauge of who the 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 the, like the premier team is the the class of the class the the ultimate best team right now and honestly it's a good thing right i i I don't think the majority of fans and i don't know if the nfl would even want that they want they want some 
you know, variety. They don't want it to be like uh, clearly obvious that, oh, yep, the Steelers are clearly the best team. There's no way nobody's going to beat them. They're the number one defense. They're the number one offense, yada, yada, yada. Got some variety here. And it's a good thing. It keeps, you know, it it makes, you know, picks a little bit harder if you care about that sort of stuff. Uh, I just, halfway through the mark, I think you can make a case where, you know, these top-level teams, you can make a case why they're the best, but you can also make the case why they're not because each of these teams has a weakness. They've got their strengths, you know, like like Seattle, Russell Wilson, throwing the ball all over the place, Packers, their offense, uh, you know, Tampa Bay with their defense, and then we know with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and that. So you can make cases for their strengths and their very, very, very good strengths. But some of their weaknesses, too, I, I think you can make the case that, well, they're you can exploit them, and that's why they're not the best team. So um, right now, halfway through the mark, I don't know who the hell the best team is right now, and I'm good with that. That's why we play the games. Uh, that, that's why we play the games. That's why we play them on uh, Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, whatever the hell they're going to be playing them uh, this day and age. But uh, any given Sunday at this point. And then my only other quick hitter that I wanted to get to, you know, I'm not going to break down any games. You guys watch the games. You know how to break them down. But And this is where I might have to be on a soapbox here a little bit. There's two players right now that I think are having – terrific seasons and maybe not getting the respect that they deserve one is potentially getting a little bit more but the other i think we need to start taking a look at uh at, at what he's doing right now okay first Devonte adams now I, i've talked about Devonte adams for a while now it's time if nobody is giving him uh the respect that he deserves that dude you better be putting him in the category of one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the game. And I don't want to hear anything about, well, he's got Aaron Rodgers to throw to, so that's why he's that's why he looks so good. You know, Aaron Rodgers makes him, you know, a really good wide receiver. Stop it. Shut up. You know why? You didn't hear that about Jerry Rice. And I'm not gonna compare Jerry Rice to to Devontae Adams or anything like that. But you know what? A good receiver makes a good quarterback. A good quarterback makes a good receiver. You need two to tango sometimes. And some of those catches and some of those throws especially, Aaron Rodgers ain't throwing them unless he's got a talented wide receiver, okay? He ain't making no throws unless he knows he's got a talented as all get-out wide receiver. And that's what he has with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the five-tool wide receiver in the NFL right now. He's that five-tool MLB player. He can do it all. Is he the biggest? No. Is he the fastest? No. But you can line him up anywhere, and he can play every single spot and do every single thing on the offense for a wide receiver. Slot, outside, jet sweeps, anything. Anything he can do. Route running, the best in the league. No question about it. Put some damn respect on Devontae Adams' name. I'd rather have a wide receiver that can do everything, everything, route running, pass catching, lining up on the outside, lining up on the inside. I'd rather have a guy that can do everything than the biggest wide receiver or the fastest wide receiver. Give me the complete package. Devontae Adams is the is is the one receiver in this league 
that has the complete package or is the closest to having the complete the the, the most complete package. There's no question about it. And people need to start recognizing that. They need to start recognizing that. The other player that I think we need to start paying or at least giving a little bit more love to because, you know, with mid-seasons, we've got everybody handing out awards, MVPs and all that. And, you know, in the MVP conversation, it's Russell Wilson, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Josh Allen. And I get it, you know. By the way, they need to change this this MVP award to, like, best quarterback. I just don't know any time. I know Adrian Peterson just won it a few years ago, but I, honestly, it's going to be a quarterback every other most nine times out of ten. Can we just, like, get rid of it and just name an offensive player of the year and a defensive player of the year? I think the MVP is just kind of like it's it's lost its luster a little bit because everybody knows it's just going to go to a quarterback. But the one guy that I think – and it is another quarterback, but I, the one guy I think we need to start giving a little bit more cred to is Kyler Murray over there in Arizona. I mean, he's on par and even a little bit better than what Lamar Jackson was doing last year. If you're looking at his statistics, and it helps he's got DeAndre Hopkins on the team, but hey, that, help out your young quarterback. Uh, 16 touchdown passes, 7 interceptions. Uh, he's got a completion percentage of 68.1. He's over 2,000 yards passing. And in the running game, in the running game right now, he has rushed uh, for over 500 yards. He's already he's one yard back from his season total from last year. So last year, he rushed the ball for 93 times for 544 yards. This year, 76 times for 543. Eight touchdowns already, two rushing. We're seeing a trend, I think. And you know, remember when it, it was a, it was a negative for quarterbacks to be small. You know, big reason why Russell Wilson fell in a draft, and everybody's like, "Oh, small quarterback." Uh, that I don't want to hear about that anymore. I that that has been kicked to the curb. Get that out of here. You've got Kyler, you've got Russell, you've got Tua. Drew Brees has been doing it for a while. I don't want to hear anything more about heights and quarterbacks because that has been kicked to the curb. You can build if you're if you're willing as a head coach or an offensive play caller to build around your quarterback and utilize what they do best, you have a better chance to succeed than trying to force them to do something that you want them to do. And I think we're starting to see more teams and coaches finally starting to realize, like, you know what? Maybe the best thing to do is to, you know, build the game plan around what our players do best and not try to force them to do something that, you know, it might be like fitting a uh, a circle into a square peg. Right, I said that wrong. Square peg into a circle. You know what I'm getting at, right? But Kyler Murray... He ain't going to win the MVP, but the fact where the Cardinals are at right now in, in competition for this division in the NFC West with uh, with Seattle, the Rams are sitting there. They've already beaten Seattle. They've got a big game coming up Thursday against Seattle. Uh, 49ers are just so banged up, but Kyler Murray's name needs to be mentioned. I mean, he doesn't have the touchdown passes like some of the, the top quarterbacks or the passing yards, but the overall game that the guy brings to the table – needs to be recognized, and it should be in the conversation for MP. It should be. There's no question about it, especially when you when you put the numbers up to what he was kind of what, what Lamar Jackson was doing last year. It's comparable. 
And Lamar Jackson won it last year. So there's no question Kyler Murray needs to be talked about more. So Kyler Murray, Devontae Adams, two players that easily need to get uh, some more recognition right now. I think Devontae's getting it. You know, Kyler Murray, it's not like anybody's ignoring him. But when you talk about the MVP race, I think he does. He needs to get talked a little bit more about that. He really does. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. And then uh, what does Big Steve from Cool Facts have to say? We'll hear from him. Coming up next. Hey, what's up, Dan? You got Big Steve from Colfax. Uh, been absent, noticeably absent. I've been on paternity leave the last couple of weeks uh, looking after the little one here. So priorities, although I still was able to uh, catch both of the last two Packer games. Uh, not too much for you this week. Jacksonville, I don't know. I always I always feel nervous about these games, but uh, I think we'll pull this one out. And uh, hopefully we see our defense continue to uh, improve. Lots of room for improvement. But uh, we did see the return of the Smith brothers last week, so I'll take it. I did, however, have to eat crow again. Uh, MVS, it's these early tweets that get me. I tell you what, I've been in some trouble tweeting early in the games about about some of these guys. MVS had that drop on a third down, and... uh, I kind of badmouthed him a little bit. And then uh, what do you know? I'll turn around and come to find out he's got two more touchdowns by the end of the game. So maybe I should just start criticizing these guys a little bit more. What do you think about that? All right, I'll check in next week. See you, man. I'll say this about the Packers versus Jaguars game. And I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing or not, but I get... there is absolutely no reason whatsoever that the Packers should even not first of all lose this game but have it be close at all i i am so confident in a packers win that it's it, it's kind of scaring me to be honest with you i don't have this feeling that it's a uh, a trap game or something like that i know that's kind of being thrown out there it just doesn't feel like a trap game to me when i factor in the weather that it's going to be like 40 mile an hour winds it's going to be rain it's going to be wet and you got a young quarterback and you got a uh, a crap defense in jacksonville coming to green bay i think that's a huge factor for i mean first of all green bay is just better but then you factor in the weather i think it's a huge victory for green bay and that maybe is a little scary to think about because i feel like i'm jinxing myself saying that but that's kind of where i'm feeling i i, I have no qualms about the Packers going up against the Jaguars because it shouldn't even be that close. It should not be that close. And if it is that close, well, then Green Bay, again, is either, you know, not bringing the energy or overlooking them again. A couple things that we've heard about this team so far uh, throughout this season. I'm not worried about Jacksonville. I hope Green Bay isn't. I hope the Packers aren't the same feeling as, as me. We can overlook them. But the Packers can't overlook them. Wrapping up this shorter episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast. Again, I promise once I get into more of a groove with my new schedule and all that, we'll we'll deep dive into that. Maybe even have a couple podcasts a week. We gotta get some more subscribers though, right? So all of you listening right now, all of you subscribers, pass along the word on socials. Get people going. I need some uh, I need some street marketing 
people out there. But uh, hard count, wrapping it up. You know, I get nuggets, facts, little fun facts, whatever you want to call them. They're fun to talk about. But I feel like now we're getting to a point where some people or some analysts are using some of these nuggets, facts, whatever you want to call them, to to make arguments for whatever side of the case they want. So what I'm trying to say is, for example, you know, one thing out there could be, well, you know, when was the last time a uh, a Super Bowl champion won a won a Super Bowl with like a uh, a, a an All Pro wide receiver or something like that? And it could be a long time. I I hate nuggets like that to use as an example of why a team shouldn't pay for a wide receiver or have a couple of you know good all pro wide receiver type players on their team because you know well it hasn't been done in a long time so you know you teams shouldn't add those type of players because it when was the last time a a team won a super bowl if they didn't have when was the last time a team won a super bowl with two all pro type of uh, wide receivers so they don't need teams don't need to have that because well, it's been forever stop it you know, it's not just example. It's it's other examples out there, like you know, high priced quarterbacks or something like that. I think we're getting to a point for some people where we're over analyzing sports, not just football, but sports in general, and we're getting away to what's basic about it. This is how you win games: good players, good coaches. And a good front office. That's it. And then you add a little luck. So it's good players times good coaches times a good front office plus a little luck. That's why they play the games. And I think we're getting to a point where we're, we have to grade everything to to like math equations to, you know, formulas and we're getting away from what it actually is. It's just a game, and that's why they play the game on the field. If we get so involved into analytics and so involved into, you know, numbers and stats, well, you know, it's been since 1985 that a team with, you know, uh, a, a, a two running backs that went over, I don't know, just you know what I'm getting at? We're getting too much into that instead of just like looking at the product on the field and l- going out there and playing a game. Computers and stats and formulas and equations don't determine winners. They're fun to talk about and they may be, you know, part of a conversation or a, a tool in the tool chest. But when it's all said and done, what wins your games is your players, is your coaches, and your front office, plus a little luck. So can we just stop with the overanalyzing and with the nuggets, with with the fun facts of like, you know, well, team, the last time a team with a high-paid quarterback that won a Super Bowl, it's been a long time. You know what? It might have worked out, but at the same time, it took a lot of other talented players on that team. It can be done. Give me a team with talented players, a good coaching staff, and a good front office, and I've got a shot because I need that little luck. Or the whole conversation about, you know, all pro wide receivers. Just give me a team with players on there, talented players. I'll take that any day of the week. I'll take a team like that over numbers and statistics and equations and formulas. We're getting away from 
what sports was meant to be, in my opinion. And that is playing the game on the field, playing the game on the court, letting the players decide this, letting the coaches decide this. I think we're getting to a point where we're overanalyzing stuff instead of just playing it out. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast. Again, thank you to all of you for tuning in and all of you wonderful subscribers. Don't forget, if you're not subscribing, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, you name it. Tell your friends about it and like it and and rate the the podcast so other football fans can uh, can find us and check us out but uh, until next time i'm dan casper and this has been another episode of the man cave football podcast